Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Order up. This is the horror king of the kingdom, Vinnie Marcellia, Ink Sanity, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. And yes, you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. Here we are. It is our seventh anniversary week. This week in 2011, Squared Circle Cafe came on the air for the first time as a short 15-minute blurb that you can listen back either here or on iTunes. And here we are seven years later, going strong, having a lot of fun, a lot of stuff's happened in between. We'll get to that a little later on in the show, sharing our memories. But now we need to catch up with current events as we sit and watch NXT as Shayna Baszler comes out, the NXT Women's Champion. But that's I call Beth right there, giving her opinion of what she thinks of our NXT Women's Champion. Not a fan at all. Not a fan either, but you got to admit what happened to her last week was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Of course, we're referring to her after her matchup against Dakota Kai, Nikki Cross making her presence known in the show, pinning, so to speak, the champion, proving that at NXT Chicago, she has the chance to be the first one to really take down Shayna Baszler. And let's face it, who's crazier than Nikki Cross to get into the ring with that? Anyway, our host Jeremy will not be here tonight because he is helping out the roller derby team in Oklahoma City. So congratulations to him on that. He's very heavily involved with the roller derby team, both as a volunteer, sometimes as a commentator. But definitely they help him out during his charity events for Spina Bifida. They skate with him during the walk and roll. As far as that's in Cincinnati, but I'm pretty sure he's going to, pretty sure if I know Jeremy, he'll get the girls of the Oklahoma City team to help him out. So, Jeremy, we love you and we miss you and we'll read your memories later on. We're just waiting for our fourth co-host, JC. I just sent her a message to 
reminder that we are on the air right now. Uh, NXT TakeOver is coming up in about oh, 10 days. And as we just stated, that Shayna Baszler will be facing Nikki Cross for the Women's Championship. But Beth and I are, a little happy, are very happy to announce one tag team that we're excited to see at NXT TakeOver. They became the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship. Why are we so happy? Oh, because one of the guys on the, well, two of the guys on the team, I should say, two of the guys in the match we interviewed, but one in particular is very close to our hearts. And that is the man you know as Oni Lorcan. And he, along with Danny Birch, will be facing the team of the Undisputed Era, the Tag Team Champions Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly, face him for the tag team championships. I don't know why I blanked out right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you have a little personal animosity against the Undisputed Era, Beth. They hurt pizza. (laughs) That's, of course, referring to Pete Dunne. It's been, let's see, April, May, June. It's been two, two and a half months, and she's still stinging over Roderick Strong's betrayal during the Dusty Rhodes Classic Finals. This, of course, when Roderick Strong turned on his tag team partner and made it quite obvious he was joining the Undisputed Era. Man, y'all should have seen the look on her face when that happened. You would think that someone just told her her dog died. (laughs) Y'all should have seen what I did as soon as that happened as well. I went on to shop.wwe.com, went to my wish list, and I removed the Undisputed Era t-shirt from my wish list. Now, I can't really say I blame you for that, but for me personally, I do have a personal connection with, well, I, for me, it's the fact that we had Adam Cole on as a guest, so it's kind of tough for me to boo the guy since he's a former guest of ours. Um, so is Bobby Fish for that matter, and both members of the Undisputed Era. However, you have to admit, it was a classic turn to happen. I mean, we were expecting something to happen, we just didn't have, know what happened during the match, as Nikki Cross and... Shayna Baszler has pretty much a Mexican standoff. But do you think it's smart for Shayna Baszler to really be poking the bear with such a short stick? Yeah. I mean, after all, Nikki Cross is one of the only few people to ever come even remotely close to defeating Asuka's streak, if you remember her last woman standing match last year. Yep. And that was quite the matchup. Still talked about to this day. In fact, I think it was on a top ten ladder moment recently. I don't know why Shayna Baszler thinks she can. I didn't realize how much taller she is than her, too. But, yeah, that's one match we're really looking forward to at NXT TakeOver Chicago. Another match we're looking forward to seeing as well is one of the more hype matches on the show, which is, of course, the Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet as we all saw last week. Also last week, we also saw the NXT debut of one Chris Dijak, which Beth is very happy about because that's a really close friend of hers right there as well, and she was proud to finally see him on TV. Yes. It was about time that the NXT universe through TV got the chance to feast your 
I was very happy about it too. Donovan Dijak is one of my daughter's favorite wrestlers, and they developed a little repertoire every time they saw each other at Beyond Wrestling. But I was pretty cool too. But unfortunately, not uh, Chris, I should say, was on the losing end of his match with Ricochet. But not before he got in a few good shots. That was good. But Ricochet made it quite clear when Velveteen Dream came out. Velveteen, of course, was like, anything you can do, I can do better. Dude, that jump out of the ring and landing on the freaking entry ramp, that was insane. And the look on Dream's face, that wasn't just Velveteen Dream. That was Patrick looking, going, holy fuck. Exactly. (laughs) And as we see right here, our very special best friend from ATL. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Stacy, everybody. Hi. Hi. How's it going down in the ATL? It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I, I had cat trouble, so yeah. It's, well, it's oh, Hardy, right. <laughs> Hardy, of course, our resident yeah, mascot of the show. Yeah, he well, decided, hey, oh, I got some mom something. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before we, just before you came on the air, we were just discussing the upcoming NXT TakeOver Chicago, one of the matches, of course, being Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. What's your take on this um, little feud we've got going on here between the one and only and the Dream? Yeah, I heard a little bit of what y'all was talking about, especially about that part where he jumped, where Ricochet, like, jumped out the ring. Like, holy crap, man. I was like, that was spectacular, but, dude, that could have went wrong. <clears throat> I don't know. I know. Well, as Deadpool said, it pretty much did the superhero landing, <laughs> which is tough on the knees, mm. but he pulled it off. But I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the matches of the night. Like, this is going to be, like, one of the show stealers. I mean, as we've seen over the past few months, Velveteen Dream is going to himself as a single competitor. He was one of the MVPs of the latter match for the United States for the North American Championship. She is bleeding out of her mouth. Wow. What? Oh, she's a player. Well, NXT is on right now, and Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler just had a mix-up in the ring, and it looks like Nikki made Shayna bleed. Oh, shit. Okay, you know what? Since I'm here, I can probably go ahead and log into my, um, I can log into it. So. Well, one of the other matches announced for NXT TakeOver is also the NXT Championship will be on the line. As Alistair Black will be facing Lars Sullivan, the freak. What do they call himself? The freak. The, the, I can't even think of the guy's nickname. Then again, I don't even really want to look at him to really figure out what his nickname is. Um, Wait a minute, isn't he like on the game? He's on the game. <laughs> All I know I is that for me, Lars Sullivan is not cosmetically pleasing. In fact, he's cosmetically oh, challenged. That dude. Yeah. That dude. The man is a I'm looking at him right now. He's attractive. He can, he can freaking do sh- He can say shit and back it up in the ring. No, I get it and all. It's just, can he do it by wearing a mask? 
he's not a luchador. Uh, uh, uh. I don't think they grow luchadors that tall. Well, I don't. He doesn't have to be a luchador mask. He can just put on some kind of a mask. Oh, would you? What would you suggest, Vader or Kane? A paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> hey, look. Sometimes it ain't about how you look. It's how you get the job done. That's true. So we're why I'm a little concerned. Is this Aleister Black's biggest challenge to date? I believe it is. I mean, look go. inside. I can't. Lars can't hear it. Yeah. But. Well, Lars there. Sullivan has definitely no. seen himself as a freak among men and that he could be one to really challenge Aleister Black and be the one really threatening his title, but we've also seen that Aleister Black can pull a few punches. And all it takes is one kick from Black Mass to knock the guy out, so we'll see about that. But I think the most talked about matchup of the night is going to be, well, as soon as Tommaso decides he wants to sign his contract, the most talked about matchup of the night is going to be that street fight between Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Now, as we all know, over the past year or so, Champa has done everything he can to make Gargano's life a virtual living hell. And I think the line was crossed when, during their little squabble one time, he knocked off Candace. He knocked Johnny, who knocked Candace out of the ring. Candace LeRae, of course, Mrs. Gargano. Candace has pretty much stated, in, as they stated on Twitter, that she in no way, shape, or form is supporting this whatsoever. This is the one time she's not going to back behind her husband. But you got to admit, this whole feud has been pretty wild and has been pretty scary. Now, Beth, you probably even you've seen these guys live just as much as I have. I mean, did you ever think it would come down to this? Oh, oh me? Uh. Honestly, though, as much as I never thought that I would see the two of them embroiled in a rivalry like this against each other, I'm sorry, but I have to say, Champa is literally one of the best heels in professional wrestling right now. The fact that he doesn't have music because he doesn't want anything for he doesn't want anything playing for the fans. The fact he doesn't want merch because again. He doesn't want anything for the fans. He's just completely going old school heel, and I am so here for it. I am so living for it. Heel Champa and Heel Nakamura are the heels we need. <laughs> Nakamura, yo. <laughs> well, we'll talk about Nakamura right. in just a brief moment. But Champa is definitely living this heel gimmick. I'll give you a word of warning, though, folks. If you do decide to follow him on Twitter, he'll have a tendency of spoiling things for you. So if you haven't seen Infinity Wars, don't follow Champa. Man. Dave, what are you saying about this? No, I'm just okay. Before I ever saw what uh, Tommaso looked like, his name just said heel. Scream! This dude is a bad guy. You do not want to fuck with him. This is before I ever <laughs> met this dude, ever seen him, seen a match. I remember hearing his name, and all I can say is. This dude is just going to come in and just whoop everybody. So, you know, if your name gives off that vibe, it pretty much tells me how how this is going to go. 
So when he went, when he when he went heel, I kind of it kind of like okay, it clicked. All right, he totally he's totally pulling it off. And yeah, yeah I followed him. And yeah, I followed him when he tried to spoil Infinity War, but uh, I was I had already seen it, so I was like, man, you ass. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. I mean, that's heel right there. That's definitely heel. Evil, impolite, and evil. <laughs> so those are the matches so far that we know for NXT Takeover Chicago. And I know I, for one, am definitely going to be checking it out. I'll be attending Pride earlier that day, but I'm skipping the parade so I can come home and watch it live. Yes, I know I can replay it anytime on the network, but this is something I want to see live, especially since. Like I said earlier, one of our friends is going for the Tag Team Championship. And it's about time we got to see this guy live at TakeOver Chicago. So, I mean, on a TakeOver show. So, I'm pretty happy about that. I will say it depends whether or not I go to the parade or I come home and watch it with how sunburned I get in the afternoon at my booking because I'm uh, ring announcing for a charity wrestling show being put on by the RWA to benefit the Mount Pleasant Little League. So it depends on how badly burnt I get as to whether or not I want to go to the parade and attest to people. Well, I think you're going to do a good job with Yeah. Oh, speaking of charities, is there something you want to discuss tonight to help out a friend? All right. Um, my friend Ed's 15-year-old son, Aiden, is... A great kid, very intelligent, funny, big supporter of the independent wrestling scene here in um, the New England area. Goes to shows all the time with his father and everything. Um, Aiden has ha- been dealing with some bullying at school for the past few years. And this is the second year in a row where it has escalated to the point where, because nobody does anything at the school system. And this is the second time, in, this is the second year in a row where it's escalated to the point where Aiden just gets to the point where he's had enough and he snaps back on them. And the kids that are bullying him, nothing happens to them. But he's now, for the second year in a row, has been made to go to a facility here for, um, to have a psych- psychiatric evaluation. This time, he actually said during the evaluation, that he's getting to the point where he's been thinking about hurting himself. So they kept him for um, observation and everything and to start things with him. Um, He ended up being there for 11 days. Now, while he was in there, um, a couple shows that I went to, we had cards and everybody on the roster signed cards for him, letting him, sending him positive messages and letting them know that he was missed at the show and that they care about him and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, as part of the treatment for him, now that he has gone home from the facility, there is a counselor of some sort that is going to be coming to his home to meet with him for six hours, six to eight hours every week. Um, insurance is only covering 80% of this, and unfortunately, for every visit they come, the 20% that they are not co- that they are not covering that is going to have to come out of his parents' pocket is $120 for each visit. 
I have, because I am very good friends with the family and everything, I have set up a GoFundMe for them to try to help raise some money to help defray the cost for them so that they're not going through a financial hardship. We have shared the link on our Facebook page. I have also personally shared the link on my Twitter. Um, if, you, if, you can, if you see it and you can donate something to help out, that would be magnificent. If you can't yourself donate, if you could please just share the link for the fundraiser to help get the message out there more so that maybe people can help them out because, unfortunately, bullying, and, uh, bullying is such a major issue in the world today. And I would hate to see this bright young man's life fall apart because of the fact that his family can't afford to get him the care that he needs because the medical, the medical um, health insurance system in this country is so far lacking. So um, if you don't want to do that, you can just go to, uh, if you don't want to like go check out the, check, check and find the link, I can give it to you. It is gofundme.com backslash helping with a helping and then a hyphen or a dash and Aiden, A-I-D-A-N. Any support that you guys could have for this would be greatly appreciated. We, if you can, and like I said, if you can just even help and spread the word to make our, single, our signal for this stretch a little bit further, that would be fantastic. We asked, my friend actually, Ed actually had come out to uh, reach out to him through Twitter Regarding stuff about this, he'd actually received a tweet saying that he would be getting thoughts and prayers from Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. And surprisingly, he was actually reached out to in a direct message by Kevin Owens, telling him to telling him tell his son that he too was bullied and the people that bullied him in school now try to tell him how proud they are of him that he's in the WWE. And Kevin said that those people are, were not worth his time then. They are not worth his time now. And he has sent the message for Aiden to keep his head up. So, you know, I mean, for somebody with that big of a platform as a WWE send that type of message, that meant the world to him. So, like I said, if you guys could just help spread the word, broaden our signal, expand our reach with this even, that would be so helpful. Really hope you can share this word along. You can go to our Square Tips Cafe Facebook page. The link is right there. Donate whatever you can. Even five bucks goes a long way. So get 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 what you can. We hope we can help this kid out. He's a good kid, really good kid. I've met him several times. He's very well known here in the New England area. He's one of those little voices you hear you hear in the audience and you know it's him. So Definitely get a chance to check it out. All right. Let's go over it. Now, JC, I have a question for you. Okay. All right. How are you enjoying Nia Jax's championship reign? I know. Well, all right. I don't have any problem with it per se. I don't. My only my only gripe with it is why are you challenging Rhonda? 
Ronda only had one match, and it was and it was a mixed tag match. So that's not and what is great about it. What did you think about how she challenged her? Oh, by joining with uh oh, the whole um standing at the whatever that event was and coming back and then now she just comes back and she's challenging her <coughs> and it made it seem like Stephanie was in her corner. What was your opinion about that? Well, of course Stephanie's gonna be Stephanie. At, oh, sorry. Huh? No, I was gonna say oh. your silence speaks volumes. Oh. My thing is, oh yeah, of course Stephanie's gonna be Stephanie. She's gonna instigate whenever she can instigate to her benefit. But think about it like this. Um, remember when right after Royal Rumble, you know, right when um everybody was in the ring and then Rhonda came in and kinda like put a damper on Oscar's moment because all of a sudden it went from being the winner from being the, the first winner of the first, being the winner of the first Women's Royal Rumble to All About Ronda. Well, yeah. who was one of the first people that said something about that? It was Nia. Yeah. So, and so in that aspect, I in, in that aspect, I can see why Nia wanted to get into it, get get into it with Ronda. Okay. Um, because, you know, within it, well, everybody else, because a lot of people were having problems with it. They're, you know, coming for Ronda because of that. And Nia was like the fair first one, if I'm not mistaken. It was either her or Nikki. But anyway, one of them was, the, anyway, Nia was one of the first people to say something. So, the uh, cotton, okay, continuity aspect, they followed that through. But, my thing is, is this, I don't see how, I can see that, but I just don't see Ronda trying to, if they made Ronda champion after this, they have Nia lose after they spent so much time, so much time making Nia the good guy and, and building her up so that she could be a champion or get to the point where she gets the belt. And then all of a sudden you hand it off to somebody that had less than a, that had a .5 match in the company. They haven't done anything since then. Okay. That, that kind of rose me the wrong way. Yeah, Paige came in, and she when she came in, she won the belt as soon as she came in. But there's a difference between what Paige did and what Ronda's doing. Paige was already established person. She's already established herself in NXT, whatever. And then when she came over, that kind of made sense. But I just can't go. I just can't co-sign the whole Ronda becoming champion. She barely did anything other than just be totally awkward in in her environment. I, I mean, I understand being a newbie, but man, she is just cringy. Yeah, I have to admit, I am not really feeling this whole matchup whatsoever because. I mean, I agree with you. To put Nia in a position where you built her up as this strong woman who helped with body acceptance, have 
people feel, you know, look up to her as, a, you know, as a woman confident enough in her skin to do what she's doing. To have her lose to Ronda Rousey in her second match in WWE kind of throws all that out the window. Get why WWE wants to do it, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense whatsoever. And for all of you, if you're hearing cash in the background, uh, I apologize if you hear heavy panting in the background because Beth is flipping out over the fact that Pete Dunne is beating the living tar out of Roderick Strong right now. <laughs> hey, man, you you ahead of me. Hold up. Well, Roderick, you fucking bastard, you went for his knee. But Jay-Z oh, man. A good point. Uh, oh, there he is. But Jay-Z wanted to bring up a good point about this whole deal. I mean, plus, but I also think of it this way. There's no guarantee that should Ronda win, she's going to hold that title for very long. Because where's the pay-per-view be? Where what's the pay-per-view the championship match? Uh, championship match? Championship match is happening on. <laughs> yeah, you thinking of food, ain't you? <laughs> Louder for those in the back. Hey. Huh? Being held at Money in the Bank. Oh. What else is happening at Money in the Bank? What do you mean? A second women. Oh yeah, yeah. The second women's on uh, Money in the Bank letter match. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that Ron, if 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 Ronda does win, there's no guarantee she's gonna have that title for much longer because whoever wins Money in the Bank could cash it in right then and there. Bang, bing, bang, boom. We have a new champion. What that? <sighs> okay. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just feels like it's just been put together too fast. There's no storyline build up behind it. All I can hope for is that at least this match will be decent. I mean, Ronda, she had a pretty good performance at WrestleMania. It was one of the most talked about moments of the night. Nia had her highest peak winning the title at WrestleMania. Winning one for all the big girls, if you want to put it that way. But yeah, this matchup better be decent for what's going on. Now, I have to ask both of you a question. Hmm? Rumors are swirling around that the WWE has pretty much given up on the entire tag team division, which is kind of like why we've had not too much tag team action going on on SmackDown. And on Raw, we have the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, trying their damnedest to become number one contenders, which they did. They won the battle royal, tag team battle royal, to become the number one contenders. But do you feel that the tag team division is seriously lacking as far as storyline goes, or do you think everything just is all right, we're just blowing it out of proportion? Beth, let's start with you. And Dallas from being the Mrs. Lackeys separating them from him, and now suddenly you're pushing them and making them the number one contenders for the tag titles when you just brought up 
one of the most dominant tag teams that we've seen in a long time in the Office of Pain, and we haven't seen them since when? May. I honestly thought it was April. I honestly thought it was like a week or two after WrestleMania since we'd seen them. Wow. And then Superstar Shake-Up the week after WrestleMania. What happened? Oh, we get Sanity on SmackDown. Guess what? It's June. Sanity still hasn't been on SmackDown. What the fuck? Uh, JC, what says you? Do you think the tag team division is suffering, or do you think it's just something blown out of proportion? Um, and I don't think it's blown out of proportion. I mean, it all you know, our fandom is gonna blow everything out of proportion, but I think they have a legit gripe. Because you really, I mean, you got all these tag teams and you're barely doing anything with them, which, which I'm, I'm with, um, with Beth on this. I mean, the authors are paying somebody. I was like, now that she say that, I'm like, where have they been? Because you would expect them to just blow through everybody. I mean, somebody like just getting the absolute breaks beaten off them, and where are they? And he went through all this trouble to get Sanity to come up to the main roster, you know, especially after this big debacle, a big debate of why Nikki Cross wasn't coming up with him. And, and okay, where they at? I just think they'd have been in a, a few with um, the Bludgeon Brothers by now. And I'm getting this Really sneaking suspicion, they're going to try to separate the Usos, which I'm going to be really upset if they do that. Well, I kind of also noticed, too, that on Twitter, both Tyler Breeze and Scott Dawson of the Revival have kind of said a few words about not having much going on in WWE right now. So, yeah, it's pretty sad state of affairs, and I love tag team wrestling. I love me a good tag team. I mean, Sanity is one of my was one of my favorite tag teams when they were in NXT, and of course, I was more than happy to see that they were being called up. I was happy to see Authors of Pain being called up. Ooh, Ricochet! <laughs> Fine, he grabs everyone's attention. What can you say? But it just seems okay. like yeah. It, we're getting a lot of storylines with a lot of the single competitors and a lot of the women wrestlers and all that, which is fine. I have no complaints about that. But let's not forget, a lot of people love, like myself, love tag team wrestling. We love tag teams. They're fun. They're cool. You see two guys. This guy does this. This guy does that. I mean, it. okay. I just noticed uh, also, like, I mean, look, I got nothing against the deleters, the deleters of the world. I think they're really cool. But you're just throwing random tag teams at them right now. They're the tag team champions. You got, I mean, you should have, you got enough tag team, enough tag teams over there. You got, 
you know, those two, then you got the revival, Brizango, Authors of Pain, the B team. Who else is over there? Um, Slater and Rhino. I mean, on the low end. But you got enough tag teams over there to at least have some some kind of like I don't know storyline that can involve them without just necessarily just put them all in a, a battle royal and somebody comes out as a top. I mean, you can do more than just do do more than that. And then on the other side, where it's uh, SmackDown, you got uh, the Bar, the Usos. Um, whenever Sanity shows up, the New Day, and uh, <laughs> well, sure. I love the way, I love the way you worded that. Whenever Sanity shows up, <laughs> that yeah, right I mean, at this it's, point, it's like really. But also, that also could be taken two ways when it comes to WWE thinking. <laughs> when is Sanity gonna show up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just caught on. Much lower. It's a six-man rivalry between Sanity and the New Day because they're both three-people factions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah there you, you go. The Good Brothers. On oh, see, 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 that's what I'm talking about. People get lost in the shovel. I'm sorry, y'all. You <laughs> better have all this. But it just goes to show you, Man. I mean, a lot of us got into wrestling probably because of tag teams. As many of you know the story, one of my first tag teams I ever saw on TV was the Rockers. And with their high-flying tactics and stuff, that's what got me attached to wrestling. One of it, I mean, one of them. I mean, Beth, what tag team caught your attention when you first started getting into wrestling? First Bulldogs. There you go. And JC, what tag team got your attention getting into wrestling? Oh, you already know. Hardy Boys. Exactly. There's no pause in anyone's in the answer right there. And I'm pretty sure if Jeremy was here, he would have a tag team answer too. But it just goes to show you tag team wrestling is very important. And a lot of storylines were based off of tag teams too. A lot of favorite moments too. Like, who? I mean, if it wasn't for, let's say, Hardy Boys, we wouldn't have had that epic ladder matchup between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian at No Mercy. And then we also had the, the awesome stuff for TLC with um, the Dirty exactly. Boys. Yeah, exactly. And then Dudley Boys. There's another tag team right there who just got into the Hall of Fame. I mean, Beth, can you name? I mean, Beth, I'm pretty sure you can name many of their accomplishments. Gee, let's see. They were every freaking promotion they went to, they held the tag team titles. They were, I believe, the Ric Flair's of tag teams in the WWE, where I believe they held the tag team titles 16 times. Yes. You know, I mean, not to mention they both, they both, they, Richard, I mean, they both did stuff as single, as single competitors, but no matter what, they always came back together as a tag team. You know, I mean, but you want to see, going on with this whole tag team thing, I mean, come on, dude. Iconic tag teams. You've got the British Bulldogs. You've got Demolition. You've got the Hart Foundation. 
the Can-Am Connection, um, Strike the, Force, the Twin Towers, Road Warriors, Public Enemy, Nasty Boys, Harlem Heat. I mean, guys like that, the Brain Busters. So all these tag teams, we can go off all night naming tag teams. And currently, right now, WWE has a good slew of roster of tag team tag teams in NXT, SmackDown, Raw. That for some reason they've pretty much given up on. They're just one tequila shot away from having some crazy gimmick match with all the tag teams. Oh my god! I can't believe I forgot this one. We forgot. Yeah, I forgot them. Titus and Apollo. Come on. I can't believe we forgot that. <laughs> yep. Titus. Worldwide. Worldwide. Man. Worldwide. But, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, it's like I understand what they're, I mean, they're, like, so hyper-focused on single titles, not to mention you're hyper, uh, um, you know, since we're talking about single titles. Which, you know, we're missing one on Raw, and then you got, and then you got your secondary title being propped up as the main title because of that. But you know, I digress. Um, mm. it, it's like they somehow forgot that you know you got these belts to showcase the best of each division, but you can't be fucked to do anything else. Oh, I don't get it. I mean, WWE really needs to do something about it because, quite frankly, you know, it's just adding one more level to why WWE currently right now is just barely getting by as far as ratings go and stuff because we're pretty much seeing a lot of the same stuff different week. No, I mean, you know... I know. Go, go for it. Go for it. I, 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 what I was gonna say was, it's, it's, well, yeah, with the writing with it, but you know, that's that's an that's an argument we all have. And I'm looking at NXT. You know, it's just the who's running the ship, pretty much. Okay. You know, we've all got to that point. It's like who is running the ship. So, um, you can see it in the quality from one. It's not. It's like they're all under the same company, but whoever's the like who's running the ship of which the which brand, you can def you can clearly see how the writing is going. I mean, at one point SmackDown was just literally smacking down Raw as far as their entertainment value. I mean, they they're doing you know they are kind of sort of a little better now. Um. Uh, but you know you could definitely tell like Raw's supposed to be the A the A show. It's supposed to be like the flagship. But if they're struggling every freak almost every week, I mean this week was pretty good, you know, as far as raising is concerned. But what's going to happen next week? Because I can tell you, you know, just for example, right now last week, guess what I was doing? I sure wasn't watching Raw. I literally just had it on for background noise, and I was, like, on the other side of my house. <laughs> okay, but here's the other thing, okay? Um, they're going to completely end up isolating a bunch of their freaking audience if this deal that they're talking about goes through with Raw staying on the USA Network 
And then SmackDown and NXT are going to be on Fox Sports Network, which not everyone gets. So they're going to possibly put it on the network as well, like in a more timely manner so people can see them. But, dude, why are you getting rid of two shows that you're spending $137 million for or $137 billion or whatever for? Why are you getting? Why are you going to get rid of two shows that you're spending less money on to keep one show that's the show that less people watch and spending over double the amount that you're spending for two shows for? It's just ridiculous. That's all about the almighty dollar. Aren't they going to experience SmackDown three hours, even though they they spent? They're literally people are saying, don't add, I mean, it's a struggle just watching Raw for three hours. Now you're about to spend SmackDown for three hours? Man. The only way they can make SmackDown three hours is if they add 205 Live during the broadcast. And did you have you noticed, too, that the Cruiserweights are no longer on Raw? Mm-hmm. I thought they were always the on Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't seen a cruiserweight match in a while. That's right. Cruiserweights are no longer being featured on Raw. Cruiserweights are only going to be featured on 205 Live. That's it. So the only way you can see 205 Live is either through the network or if you're live at a SmackDown taping, which I don't mind because I love 205 Live. Speaking of 205 Live, though, somebody who had a bit of controversy early in his WWE career, is getting moved mm. to 205 Live. And that would be the man of the hour, Mr. Leo Rush. Which, I don't know. I mean, I think he might be a better fit for 205 Live. I think with his skill set and his style, I do agree. I think he'll fit in better on 205 Live. But like I was saying to you when you told me, it's just kind of like, huh? You guys never even gave him a real chance on NXT. Do you think Triple H taking, taking over twelve didn't Triple H take over two oh five? Yep, that's why it's more focused on the wrestling than it is about the gimmicks. Which is why we haven't had too much of Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentations every week, thank God. I mean Really? Amen. I got a special place where I do. You let me hold the title. Yeah, you who all the time is such a big proponent of safe and sound, both feet on the ground. I never said that. My son says that. You all said that. Oh, I know what you mean. But I say it as a joke. And But in reality, I mean, 205 Live, I mean, they have a lot of great action over there and stuff. I just don't understand why they took it off wall. But then, I, well, actually, I do and I don't. I don't understand why they took it off because they had a lot of action. But I don't understand why they took it off because they had a lot of action. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, well, I can say probably part uh, of them taking it off raw is because, unfortunately, before Triple H took it over, the way they were marketing the Cruiserweight division, the crowd at Raw... And most people at home were using the cruiserweight the cruiserweight matches the way they used to use the women's matches as up. Oh, this is my bathroom break. Oh, it seems pretty sad though because really, if you really watch the cruiserweights, you know you'll really feel entertained and stuff. But 
Well, I mean, you're probably right. It probably was to save Bob's face, but that didn't help because the ratings are still suffering. You know, I mean, and the thing is, like, because of that, though, so many people haven't given the Cruiserweight division a chance. And honestly, in my opinion, I started watching it and becoming more interested in it when they brought Drake Maverick in as the GM. You know, I mean, yeah, and he's become interesting. He's definitely been one of the better GMs that WWE's had for a while. But speaking of authority figures, what's your opinion on Baron Corbin as the new, quote, constable of Monday Night Raw? JC? Okay. If you can see my face, you can see, it's literally like, what? Really? So, you, not only do you have Stephanie Man coming on TV just pretty much emasculating poor Kurt, I mean, just straight up cut off balls every time. Now you're going to have her come and add this dude on, well, since you're so inept that you can't do your job, I'm just going to pick some rando wrestler to be your constable. Who, well, okay, random, I don't mean like as in random, as in who the fuck this dude is, but I mean, you know, she just picked Baron and put him in his position. And we know that Baron is going to be Baron and do what Baron only wants to do that's going to benefit Baron. So, I don't even understand why does it, why, why we have to do that. I mean, it just seems like so unnecessary. I think it's just because they can't I figure mean, out what to do with Baron. Honestly, I think I that's think what it is. They can't figure out what to do with 70% of their roster. They, 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 what is that word I'm looking for? They're reacting. They're not, like, thinking it through. They're just doing it for what's right now. And then that kind of don't really flow well. Oh, for a minute, I thought my TV, I thought my computer was messed up. That's just the graphics. Oh. <laughs> the Alistair Black deal. You see it? I thought that was, I thought my TV, my, uh, my monitor like fucked up on me or something. But anyway, it's just like, dude, they just, okay, Again, going back to, they keep, like, they're writing it as they're going along. You can tell. <laughs> I mean, they've said that. You can basically tell that they just thought this through for, like, that night. And because the next week, it's going to be a whole different thing. Like, last week didn't even happen. So, I don't even know. Hey. Our favorite bad guys um, on TV. Yep. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Wait and see what happens with this. But like I said, it just sounds to me like it's nothing more than them not being able to figure out what to do with a certain person. So, all right, we'll just make you. We'll just make you a constable. And see what happens. It just sounds to me like he's going to be Stephanie McMahon when Stephanie McMahon is not there, just there to bully. Kurt Angle around, which can be because pretty pathetic. Their 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 main title. I mean, look, 
if the if the universal title was there, I can guarantee you that Baron would be in the running for it. Cause you know he he's there. I mean, why would you? There's no reason to put him in in there with the um, intercontinental title because you know that's already tied up with something else. But oh man, now that I think about it, Baron versus Brock. Now I love you, Baron, but they gonna just punk you out to that dude, so never mind. Um, and, God, if I ever see another Roman versus Brock, I'm going to puke. And I like Brock. No, hell no. I mean, I like, I like Roman. I like Roman, but I don't want to see him in another match with Brock ever again. They they just, ugh, I can't, the disgust I have for that setup. Anyway, well, I'm um, crazy about Roman because I was just about to ask you, since you are Roman's number one fan, how are you feeling about this feud you're having with? I meant that as a compliment. You are a little know, nicer one than I've seen. But no. <laughs> you're not anywhere, okay? Anyway. <laughs> What's your opinion on his feud he's having right now with Jinder Mahal? Well, they just brought Jinder over. He's a former WWE champion. They got to do something with him. Put him with the one person that everybody hates. I mean, if you want, if you want to get credit on the WWE on on Raw, put you with Roman. How else are you going to get famous? <laughs> That's, yeah, that's true. It did wonders for it did wonders for Braun. <laughs> um, that's how I see it. They had to do something with gender, and they got to do something with with Roman. I mean, they built this dude up to where he is now. Even though you know, is it a good build? That's for debate. But he he gender. I mean, you know. He garners a reaction, so you gotta do something with that. So, how else you would you put bring up your quote unquote biggest acquisition and to put him with Roman? So I can see where they're coming from with that. And plus, it's a, it's a scenario we've never seen before, so it's new. Um, well, I think gender will get like the rub off, or he'll get. As big as Braun did, mm, I don't think so. Cause I think he still has a little way to go. You know, being in a feud with Roman should at least help him. So that's all I. That's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'd have to say you know it does. You know, you brought up a lot of good points, and I agree with them. It does make a lot of sense. Plus, it gives them something to do, too. So, especially since we don't know what's going on as far as universe. Okay. Now, we all know Money in the Bank coming up. We know that there are a few, quite a few superstars on Raw who are in that ladder match. What the hell are you going to do if a Raw guy wins the Money in the Bank briefcase? Have him shout to SmackDown. Because remember, they can challenge either champion. It's not just brand specific. 
Oh, I got it right. I said it right. Yay. Um, you can, uh, as we see with Oscar, Oscar could have challenged the Raw. She was on Raw at the time, but she went over to SmackDown. That was the rumble. Um, oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But but I don't think it's brand specific with this because it depends on who you want to. It depends on who. It depends on the champion. But the way they're putting it is that the winner. Uh, uh they didn't put it anyway. That's the thing. They haven't really said who. They said they're gonna challenge somebody. They never said who they're challenging. Yeah, that works. So, I don't think they're going to be tied to a title in this case. Because it wouldn't make any sense. You only got two briefcases. So, yeah, one for the men and one for the women. Yeah. You got a, you got, you got a ugly looking green brick and a tiny looking white brick, pretty much. <laughs> Well, let's just say, for example, a raw guy does win it, and a raw guy decides he wants to face the universal champion. What the hell are you going to do with the guy if he has to wait around for Brock Lesnar to show up? Oh, damn. You think it makes okay, more sense is, um, for a SmackDown guy to win it again? Yeah, where is... When is uh, SummerSlam? Is it July or August? SummerSlam, August. Damn, Johnny. Johnny Sorry. is not Johnny holding was... back. Okay. Not even the referees can hold him back. Neither security either. And Johnny was... God dang. Johnny from the whoop this. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Well, it, just seems like, it just seems like, I don't know, that to have the money in the bank match is awesome in general, but it just seems like if a Raw guy wins it and a Raw guy decides to challenge for the Universal Championship, it seems like the only way he'll be able to win or get a chance to challenge for the championship is either A, Rock Lesnar actually shows up, or B, Brock Lesnar shows up, loses the title to somebody, to someone who's going to be there all the time, and that gives the guy a better chance of winning. Or C, the guy wins, and then the Money in the Bank guy cashes in and wins there. But what I'm saying is that either way, the guy is going to have to wait till Brock Lesnar is around to try to cash in. And as um. we all know, just how much Brock just loves being on Raw. <clears throat> I mean, we see him all the time, don't we? <laughs> okay. You know what? We'll see what happens. On, um, We'll see. So we got two weeks. It's two weeks from now, or as they say. Yeah, it's two weeks what from this, this Sunday. Time? No, it's a week from Sunday. Hey. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, so a lot of that. So not too much really going on on Raw right now other than that. So let's switch over to SmackDown. All right. Any guesses as to who from the New Day is going to be in the match? I want to say Kofi. All right, I mean, you're going with Kofi? Yeah, he kind of deserves it at this point. All right, Beth, you want to go with Big E? Why is that? He deserves it. I think he deserves it. I mean, they haven't done a heck of a lot with him as a singles competitor. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, yes, Xavier has improved a hell of a lot and is getting in the ring a hell of a lot more. But, you know, I mean, I just feel at the moment, I feel Big E is more playable than um, possibility for it because you know I mean inside. I have to I mean I have to agree with both of you on your points because I mean Big E has definitely come into his own since joining the New Day and he pretty much is one of the standout guys from the team. However, Daisy says that yeah Kofi does deserve it. I mean, and Kofi, I think, was in the very first one. And it has been said that between Kofi, between Xavier and Big E, that if Kofi had a chance to win the Rumble, they would, if they were the last three in the ring, they would go over the top and give Kofi a chance to win. That way he could be number one. Who's to say the same thing? That they vote for him. But I mean, as much as I agree with JC, I'm going to have to lean more towards Beth on this one and think that maybe Big E, this is his time to shine. Of course, if Miz had his way, he wouldn't have any of them in it, especially with the, what they've been doing to the poor guy. Hmm. As an example being last night, wanting to have the Miz draw a name out of a hat to determine which New Day member is going to be in. And then it turns out it was um, Pancake Batter. Hey, Miz. I know. Yeah. But like I, I told them last night, I'm like, Miz shouldn't be upset. Maybe they took in consideration gluten-free and it was a gluten-free pancake batter. So, who knows? But, um... <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what more they're going to do with this. And, I mean, it doesn't matter which member of New Day is in there because we know that, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, like I said, Kofi, yes. Biggie, definitely. Can we talk about Shinsuke, please? <laughs> I'm actually going to get to that. As Beth uh, said earlier, heel Nakamura is life. And, okay, JC, give me your scoop. What do you think about how Nakamura's been acting? What do you think of heel Nakamura? Oh, my God. It's like the best thing ever. For one, <laughs> I mean, if you look at how he acted before, with his be the way he acted, acted the way yeah, it kind of fits a heel persona, right? So yeah. it gets to be 
he gets to be over the top extras on top of him already being extra. So, I mean, he literally had his music changed so nobody could could sing along with it. Although like, some people mine. still try. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so. I would expand more. In my opinion, it's not more of the heel, but sorry, no speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, hey, you know not the more. Yeah, JC. Yes. Yeah, go go for it. That's what I was gonna say. I I say I go after what you gotta say first. No, I was just gonna say, Sassy Nakamura, where have you been all my life? Hmm. I mean, I'm. <gasps> what? Sorry. Oh no, I just saw. I just I, I just saw my cake. That's all. Go for it. Um. Uh, it's just the fact that this Nakamura is like so much fun, and he's not even—he's not even doing like you know over the top heel stuff. He's just doing slight little things here and there that just make it crazy. Well, let's take the contract he's signing, for example. Okay, he's sitting there. Okay, can we talk about the fact real quick that AJ Styles, our WWE champion? came in wearing a T-shirt and jeans while Nakamura was dressed up in a three-piece suit. Well, this Where is, is that time? This is, this is Shinsuke. This is Shinsuke, okay? He, doesn't, think it, he you, doesn't do anything halfway. But that's, yeah, you would think that AJ is champion. He would show up in a suit. No, he showed up in a T-shirt ready to fight. Nakamura just showed up for a contract signing. So he was proper. Right there. And then as AJ was oh. saying his thing, Nakamura gives him a, the big yawn. Ooh. Like, mm-hmm. can we sign already? He's like, he's like, this pen doesn't have any ink. And he's like, may I borrow yours? <laughs> no, first, Paige is about to offer him a pen. He throws it aside. He's like, AJ, may I borrow yours? And he's like, Borrowing his pen, he's like, this pen is broken. It's like, oh, my God. It was like, <laughs> AJ wanted to leap over the table and just gnaw his face off. He came close to it. He slapped him across the face. But Nakamura calmly reaches into his pocket and pulls out a pen, signs it, stands up, and just proclaims last man standing, which if you think about it, was true. He was the last man in the room, and he was the last man standing up. What he's promising to do at Money in the Bank. But it's like, oh my God, Hio Nakamura. This has been a long time coming. It's like a gift. It's like this pretty little gift from Japan just came out of nowhere and just is I'm so glad your other half is here to hear you saying this right now. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, my other half, of course, being Jazz Vengeance, who's a huge AJ Styles fan, has pretty much gotten down on me over my love of Heel Nakamura ever since WrestleMania. 
But come on, folks, am I alone on this? Obviously, I'm not. I know, JC, you're loving it. Yes. I mean, what's been your favorite heel Nakamura moment so far? Um, I don't know. The whole entire thing. Last night, (laughs) last uh, last night, that was just. I was like, dude. (laughs) He was like, there's no. Can you just? But it's like, okay, look. Dude, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, my only thing, though, as much as I love Hill Nakamura in this, okay, the lead up to it, it got to a point where it was like, every time, it's like, how many times can Shinsuke hit this dude in the nuts? Okay, before something breaks, of course, or whatever. To the kids, <laughs> like, is this what this is being reduced to? Shinsuke's heel moment, his theme music, and him hitting AJ in the nuts. I want to see. I, I, I want to see Shinsuke like standing in the middle of the road and, and AJ leaving the arena, and like, I don't know. AJ, I mean, Shinsuke does something, and AJ's car just falls apart. I want to see something else. <coughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I just wanted to see more variety in this in this feud. But oh, I'm sure we will have it. We, I'm sure we will. You know. I mean, remember, we yeah, have another week. Here. Yeah. It is what it is, but I just want to not to be. I just don't want to be consistent of getting of AJ getting hit in the nuts. I mean, we can only do that so many times until the, until the gag just gets retarded. Oh, sorry, ridiculous. Yeah, that is true. You can only crack you can only crack some nuts so many times before the shell gets empty. So, what? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have to go Beetlejuice on this. Only that I've seen them, only that I've seen Nakamura crack easy in this about a hundred million times, and every time I see it, it just keeps getting funnier. Well, on the bright <laughs> side, Aiden doesn't have to worry about any more kids. He's already got four of them, so. <laughs> five. That was five. Was it five? Okay. So he's got five kids. A few shots and nuts, you know, won't hurt too bad, but. Boy, if Jazz is here now, man, he would just be <laughs> glaring at me. <laughs> but I can't help it. I love Yo Nakamura. I'm wearing a Nakamura shirt right now as we speak. So I am not ashamed to admit my love for Yo Nakamura. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't win at Money in the Bank. Because I think he's way overdue for a title run. Even though I'm pretty sure... People want to see Samoa Joe have a run against AJ, which I'm not complaining about, because if you remember back in TNA, they did have some pretty good matches together. But Samoa Joe and Nakamura had to do it. But Nakamura and Joe had some pretty good runs in NXT too. So, no, but either way, we'll have a good feud coming up during the summer. So. 
So on that, we'll just have to wait and see. You ever All right. Ever do a, no, I just thought of something. Before we leave this topic, you ever think they'll do a feud between AJ and um, Jeff? I don't know if they really did or not, but I also noticed that Didn't Jeff hasn't been on SmackDown the past couple of weeks. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, in, in the future. No, no, I mean, on WWE. I know they did in the TNA, but in WWE. No, I don't think they really have hinted at anything yet. But I was actually going to ask, you know, what are they, I mean, where has Jeff been, and what are they doing with the United States Championship? Whoa, what just happened? Uh, that's another thing. Is We don't even know what's going on with Jeff. Is he out with an injury, or is he, you know... Or do they just have nothing for him? I mean, what's going on? I mean, where's Jeff been? I mean, to quote what the kids used to watch when I when they were babies, the Wiggles, where's Jeff? You know, we haven't really seen much with him going on. I can't believe you went there, though. Where's Jeff? Yeah, it was the segment on the show, mm-hmm. okay? It was, when they were t- it was when they were babies, all right? So, <laughs> Doris, he's a guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't know what WWE is going on with Jeff there, but I'm a little concerned because, like I said, he hasn't been on in a couple of weeks, so I'm hoping he's all right. All right, Daisy, you're our wrestling, women's wrestling expert. What do you think of this whole deal between Carmella and Asuka? Yeah, they're trying to get that girl killed. Oh, hey, hold <laughs> up. Roll back. Speaking of Oscar, have y'all seen that, that gift that was going around? No. Which one? She she kicked, I think that was Lana. She kicked Lana. Oh, the I saw the video. Yes. <laughs> For those who haven't seen that, Daisy, go ahead and explain it. Well, apparently it was this video that was at a house show, and I, I think Lana was um, Oscar's opponent, and Oscar kicked her so hard that her her little ponytail attachment was flying out the ring. So, <laughs> <laughs> ouch! I like how do you? I mean, I thought we we got to the point where we saw fixing the um. You start fixing these little these little clippings. You know what I'm well, saying? I know, I get it. Um, but you know, if I mean, but it also goes to show you that Oscar's got some pretty powerful kicks. If it's hard enough to kick a weave out of somebody's hair, <laughs> man. You know. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. Go ahead. You gotta ask what. Go for it. I was gonna know. So you go first to me. Uh, I'll ask you later. Okay. My thing is, how do y'all feel about Lana being one of, one of the participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match? I'm actually cool with it because I mean, I think and, and go with me on this one, okay? But I think she's honest herself in the ring. I think Lana's like one of the more underrated women's wrestlers on the roster right now. I mean, she's great on the mic. 
She's got a cool entrance. And I think if given a chance, she could make for a good singles run in wrestling. So I think she's actually going to, I mean, I'm not saying she'll win the Money in the Bank match. She's kind of like one of the dark horses in the match. But I think she'll put up a good performance. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be surprised if she has one of the big, whoa, moments of the match. Beth, how about you? Lana and Money in the Bank, what do you think? Honestly, I think no. even though they they haven't been letting her in the ring a hell of a lot, honestly, every time I've seen her, I think she's been <clears throat> steadily improving. I definitely think that she, I definitely think she deserves to be there. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, it could be worse. We, we could have a living there. Mm, oh, man. That's, okay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, what yeah. about you, Jason? I was surprised they even gave her, the, they even let her get the spot. To be honest, because they ragged on her about her wrestling, they literally took her out of practice so she couldn't wrestle. They was trying to make her just this, making her Eve, Eve, Eva Marie light. So. Yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that she even won, but you know she's here, so let's see what she can do. Well, like I said, I said let's give her a chance to see what happens. I mean, she's doing pretty well for herself, and she brought up a good point. I mean, how funny and cool would it be if Lana and Rusev won their respective Money in the Bank matches? They would break. They would make history. The first married couple to be Money in the Bank winners. And my my money's on either Naomi or Ember. Well, I know that, but we'll do our prediction show next weekend, so we'll we'll wait on that. <laughs> but <laughs> mm-hmm. Lana, like I said, I mean, give Lana a chance. I'm not saying I'm going to start that chant, you know, but let's give her a chance, shall we? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. I have to bring this up because it needs to be said. WWE is trying too hard with Big Cass. Man. (laughs) Man. They really are. Okay, while we're on Big Cass, yeah, while we're on Cass, we might as well bring up his his ex-homeboy too because we we have we haven't been able to cover that on on our show, but since we're on cast, let's talk about him. All right. Well, it has been reported that all charges have been dropped, and that the man formerly known as Enzo Amore has been cleared of all charges. He dropped a music video discussing what went down, calling out his accuser as well as calling out the wrestling fans. For some reason, lately, it's being told, it's being said that crowds are starting to chant, we want Enzo during a lot of Cass's matches and promos. And no sooner were the news broke that all of a sudden a petition popped up asking for WWE to rehire Eric Arnett, a.k.a. Enzo Amore. The petition to rehire Enzo popped up the day it came out that he was cleared of all charges. Right. 
it had nothing to do with them with the crowd chanting we want Enzo. It was people that were fans of his that were glad that the accusations were done and he was cleared, thinking that saying that it's not fair that he lost his job, let him come back. But that's the thing. He didn't get fired because of the accusations. He would have got he would have got at the most suspended. Because that's what they, you know, they did that with Rich. They would have just suspended him until it was over. And then, you know, if he laid low, and then probably they would have lifted, and then they would have brought him back. What got him fired was the fact that he knew about it, and he didn't say nothing about that. And then when it got dropped, you know, that was nothing the WWE could do. I mean, you, I mean, they, you literally, it's like you, you're literally harboring a, 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 you oh know, at the time a guilty person there, right? And it's some kind of, and, and depending on how his contract was drawn up, he broke something in his contract, and they had to just, you know, you violated your contract, you gotta go. And my thing is, people are so hung up on the fact that, oh, y'all believe what they're about him, so you just fired him. No, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that he violated whatever was in his contract. And, you know, as far as not telling them what was going on, he knew about this months in advance, but he didn't even tell his job about it. Now they got to scramble with their PR to try to make some sense of this. Dude, if he gets hired hired back by the WWE, I'll be surprised. Not oh yeah, let's also let's not forget he was already he was already causing problems with the WWE backstage anyway. So this was just the the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean you you know if it was that right there and that right there is why WWE's not gonna hire him back. Because even before these charges came to light we were already hearing stories and rumors about Enzo's behavior. Whether they were true or not, the bottom line was not too many people liked him. And he wasn't exactly well-respected in the WWE. Granted, he had a gift of gab on the mic. His in-ring skills were eh, at best. But... Yeah, I really don't see WWE rehiring them back anytime soon. And even if they did, I mean, could the WWE Universe reaccept him back? Of course, we're gonna reaccept. Of course, they would have took him back. All right, I mean, is that really? They were willing to put together a petition to get him rehired. You know, pretty darn well they're gonna. People gonna just brush off what happened and accept him back, but it, but they're not. But remember, there was also. But you also have to ahead. remember there was also a petition to get Roman Reigns fired after he quote almost murdered Braun Strowman. That's why. Well, that's why I say, of course, they're gonna want him back. Hmm. 
I mean, I Corey know, Graves I... legit went on TV and said, when you got point blank asked, do you like Enzo? He straight up said no, with no hesitation. Yep, and Simon Gotcha said in a shoot interview that Enzo wasn't exactly one of the easiest people to work with. So, who knows? But because of Enzo not being around, Big Cash just kind of floated on his own. Then he was out for his injury. Now he came back. But it just seems like to me the WWE is trying too hard to push Cash as a big heel when. I don't know. I'm not feeling it as far as, like, like, I feel like he goes on and on and on and on with his promos, and they make no sense. The thing was, when they put, when he came in, he was a part of a tag team. He didn't have to speak that much. He had to say two lines, and that was it. Everything else, was with Enzo. Enzo could talk, but can't wrestle for shit. And then you got Big Cass that can wrestle, but his promo skills are subpar. You put them together, they complement each other. But you put them on their own, and you just, and we could clearly see where their shortcomings were. They need to take in. They need to take. Well, Enzo can kick rocks wherever he is, but they need to take Cass. Put him stick uh, either. They need to give him a mouthpiece. They really do. Put him back in promo class because it ain't working right now. I can literally flip the channel and just wait for him to get done. All right, Beth. At the time, you were a big fan of the tag of the tag team known as End Zone Cast. What do you think of Big Cast right now? What do you think he needs to do to kind of improve? on what's going on. Well, here's the thing, okay? Part of it, you need to remember, it's not not fully his fault. He's playing the role they've given him. They start, I mean, if you really think about it, they kind of started with the heel turn when they broke him and Enzo up. Before, when, when we found out that he was the one that had been attacking Enzo. So, I mean, it's not like this whole feel thing is a surprise if you really think back to the way things were going before he got injured at SummerSlam and got taken out. Um, I do personally feel that during his time off to recuperate from the injury, he actually did work with somebody to improve his promos. I mean, yeah, his promos still are not great by any means, but... Compared to what they were, they're a hundred percent better. But you know, I mean, I feel like it's going to be just another case of them pushing somebody because he's got the look that they like, and they're going to do what they want to do and not care how it affects him or what the fans think of it. Uh, do you think this feud with Daniel Bryan is going to help him out? If they're looking to make him a heel, having them go after their top face on SmackDown, that would be the way to do it because Daniel Bryan is honestly, in my opinion, probably the most over face on SmackDown. 
also one of the most welcome back spaces too. <laughs> All right, well, well, the last half hour of the show, I want to start getting a little personal here because I did say at the beginning of the show that it has been seven years since the show first aired on the air this week. It was this past Monday, actually, marked our seven-year anniversary. Yay! Talk Radio hosted our first ever episode, all 15 minutes of it. Daisy, I believe you called in during that. Yeah, and it I'm grew still here. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to admit, we've had a lot of fun on this show. And many memories to go along with it. Unfortunately, as I stated earlier, Jeremy was not able to join us this evening because he had a prior commitment with the Oklahoma City Derby team. So, Jeremy, we miss you. But he did send something in. He sent in his thoughts on his top five related moments, top five memorable moments for him on the show. And on Jeremy's behalf, I'm going to read them right now. Number one. The live broadcast from Providence, October 2015. What do you get when you pair all four of us in one room sharing a setup? Complete chaos, but it was fun as hell. Number two, the first two-hour show. I forgot the exact date. It was in January 2012. I forgot the exact date, but I do remember that this one featured an interview with Ariel, a.k.a. Shelly Martinez. If you had told me that we'd be doing that, I have looked at you and said you had four heads, but we did it, and multiple interviews ever since. And we'll get to some of those when we go by, go down memory lane. Number three, meeting Matt Hardy, November 1st, 2015, and getting our picture with him as a foursome. I still have the Stronger Than Death bracelet. I do, too. I have to tell the story. The day was memorable not only for that, for that as a good reason, but for the fact that I collapsed shortly thereafter and had to be rushed outside to recover, bad. This day, I think that was the point at which I realized stress attacks are very, a very real issue for me. And he's spoken about this several times on the show. Now, this memory, I thank him for because he did help me out a lot with this. I said, well, as you, Daisy. Number four, our warrior tribute, the week after WrestleMania. All of us were shocked and saddened by the sudden death of Ultimate Warrior, None took it harder than Daria, me. So the rest of the group had to carry us to that show. I like to look at that show that made me realize one ever that it's a team effort, which it is. And number five, along the same lines as number four, is what for me cemented teamwork later that year. In July of 2014, I had to briefly depart the show due to a major health problem. Specifically, I had spinal stenosis, the same thing that made Edge retire in my neck, and ended up needing surgery. To this day, I remember recording audio to be played back on the show and getting choked up as I recalled the doctor's call the night before. Despite all of it, the show carried forward with Darren and JC as they did a great job holding the fort and laying down some serious audio ass-kickery. Is that a word? If not, it is now. There you are, my top five of seven years on the show. I'll catch you down the road. Jeremy, you can read the post. It's on our Square Circle Cafe 
Facebook page. You can read the post for yourself. So, Jeremy, we miss you. We hope you hope you have you back on the next show because we want to hear your Bunny in the Bank predictions. And plus, you are a huge part of this show. All right, JC, how about you? What are some of your top favorite moments of being here on the show since day one ish? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to. Uh, one is H. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Let's see. All right. Well, some of the interviews that we did, and now basically, I don't have like a specific show, but I like my some of my favorite um some of, some of my favorite things I've done on here, or some of the interviews like. Ophidian, that was really cool. Um, who else? Adam Cole. Uh, Baby. She's yeah. <laughs> Cedric, <laughs> that's one of my and Shelly, of course, because I'm like, oh my god, that was like, oh my god, we're gonna interview somebody. You know, getting all hype and stuff. Um. Oh. One of my favorites, because we didn't even know it, and it kind of, like, shocked us all. And, Daria, I bet you remember this one. When Dad's supposed to be on the show. Aww. Remember that? <laughs> yep, I remember that. So, like, yeah, it's like, um, oh, yeah. And the, and the couple of times I tried to, tried to host the show, yeah. Those were rough. Well, you did a good job but, of it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Man, I was nervous on those, okay? I'm like the introvert of introverts when it comes to that. But, you know, I kind of learned a little bit about myself as far as how I, um, how I put, you know, just being myself on there, even though it was kind of wonky, I still, like, I think by the third time I did it, I kind of caught on to it. Um, but, yeah, that's, those are just some of the things I like, um, or some of my favorite moments. Those are some great moments indeed. Now, Beth, you came on to the broadcast, you came on to the show about a couple years after the fact. But, You've just as much cemented your way onto the show as everyone else has, even though you're a late entry. What would you say would be some of your highlighted moments on the show? Well, one of them is actually one that happened before I joined, before I officially joined the show, but it was one that I helped bring about. And what if I, that would be the fact that I was able to help you out and get you an interview with, God rest his soul, Brian Knighton, better known to wrestling fans as Axel Ryan. That, to me, was just the, the fact that he did that absolutely floored me. I do have to say, the show, the live show with us all here together was, as Jeremy said, complete chaos and complete insanity. But it was so much fun. Um, I very much, I very much have enjoyed a couple of the interviews we've done. My, I think one of the first, one of the first interviews that I was actually part of was 
Jacob Hemmemeyer, and that was a lot of fun. And also, one of my personal favorites, and it's been it's been within the past year. Honestly, I had a hell of a lot of fun with King Leo the Sixth. Oh yeah, that dude. Yes, as he would say, of course you did. You had me on. Hey, he wasn't telling me to stop kissing his butt at that point, now was he? Nope, but he eventually did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got? Honestly, one of the other things that been one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite things that honestly wouldn't have happened had it not been for this show and had it not been for a certain message board that we met on, honestly. Squared Circle Cafe take over New England one and two. Oh, yeah. Those were definitely a lot of fun. And that's my Think about it. Yeah. Oh, man. When you said that, I was like, you know, so when we did it the first time and I was really, really happy about is that, you know, not only did we get that awesome picture with Matt because, you know, without Matt and his message board, none of us would have met. Which I thought that was like the most awesomest thing ever. Um I got to meet a lot of people. I gotta meet one person that, you know, I've always wanted to meet because Daria was, you know, whenever she talked about him, it was like, dude, I always wanted to meet him and that was Vinny. <laughs> Vinny so, Yeah. So that was really awesome for me. Um, what else? You know, we got to meet and, and and think about it. A lot of a lot of people that we've interviewed are now like either NXT or already made it to the uh, main stage or either Raw or SmackDown. Or or they're in other organizations, too. So that's what I was, you know. So whenever I see one of a, a former guest, like, move on to, like, the bigger organizations, it kind of, it's kind of like, I actually, I was actually in that person's orbit for a few seconds or a few minutes. I'm so, you know, that kind of, that kind of gives you, like, a boost in your, um, in your confidence or, you know, another star in the cap or something. Yeah, so, most definitely. Well, yeah, let's go with that. I mean, who have been? I mean, who have been some of your? I mean, we have moments and stuff. But who are some guys that we've interviewed? You know, that you've you were you've um either a seen move on to the roster or b was just a good interview to begin with. I'm going. That's gonna stick hey, out. Babe. That's gonna stick out. Huh? Baby. Hello. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You can't let somebody say that name without adding in the Benet. Oh, you don't. Yeah. Then you got Biff Music or Only Lorcan. I decided I would cross with the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Who else was that on here? Uh, Yeah, like I said, Biff Music or now Only Lorcan. We had Cedric Alexander, the current Cruiserweight. Uh, WWE Cooper 
cruiserweight champion. Um, who else we've had on here? ACH. I remember that. Cause I remember that interview specifically because me and ACH was still we we got into a tangent where we started talking about started like going off the rails, man. And Dario like, well, let me get we kept going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, um, who else is who else? Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think. Um, Corey, well, I can rattle off. Let's throw that in there. Huh? Yeah, I can rattle off a few names that we've had that gone on to the main roster of stuff. Yeah, I can think of it. If it's the two I think of, I think you're talking about, go for it. Well, the other member of the kingdom, Matt Taven. Um, he says hi, by the way. Forget. We saw him at Taco Fest. Hi. Oh, uh, let's not forget <laughs> we had um, we had uh, Mike and Maria. <laughs> Here's to the greatest, greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who are happily well, enjoying domestic well. bliss with their little Freddie. Yeah, and then you got um, who else was that on here? Let's see. Oh, We've also had. Well, he's been on TV a couple times for WWE. We had Juan Francisco de Coronado. Who had oh, that yeah. moment of matchup against the Bludgeon Brothers where he had the best scream ever that even the WWE had to fake a video of it. <laughs> <laughs> against hey, the Bludgeon Brothers. Um Yeah. Um who else? You know the, the the security guard that got I don't know who was it? He got um was it in a match with Roman or something? I forgot his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, who else we had on here? Oh, we also had um, on uh, we've also had. Well, I mean, from TNA too, we've had uh, well, Bobby Fish, the other member of the Undisputed Era, we've had him on. Yeah, right. Um, and we've had. I mean, we've had. Good, I mean, we've had quite a good amount of people on. I mean, I could go back and rattle off a whole list, but those are like some of the highlighted ones we could think of. Um, but it's like, I mean, our little show. I mean, we haven't hey, we a have, lot. Um, That's insane. But we've had quite a bit of memorable interviews. Of course, we've also had memorable shows too, as well, with different events happening, such as, of course. The episode, one of my personal highlighted episodes, in which you went to the Muppet Show. Oh. AKA Raw, featuring the Muppets. <laughs> which uh, came yeah. up with Danny's famous teabag line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that we still, to this day, laugh about. Um, Dad, well you've done some. As well as you know, the episode okay, where um, you and Jeremy had to host it when I went to go see Batista's MMA fight. Ooh, yeah. You know what, though? We've had a lot of people on our show, but there's some people that we wish we had on here. 
that we, you know, we kind of, I wish we could have gotten an interview or we were so close, but then something like they end up getting signed by the E before we could do it or we were in the negotiations and something, you know, about and they couldn't do it. I mean, who would you? The number one name, I can tell you right I can tell you the number one name we came close to having for an interview on our show, and he said he would do it, was Kevin Steen. You know him better now know. as Kevin Owens. That was he said he would do I our show. Him. Yep. Hey. He said he was going to do it. He told me he was going to do our show. He said he was more than happy to do it. Just dropped the information. I sent him the email. We had everything just about set up. And then a week later, I read Kevin Steen signs with WWE. It's like, ah! <laughs> and you know what uh-huh. that means? Once you sign with WWE, you are no longer required to do anything on the independent scene, including interviews. I'm like, oh, that would have been so cool. But that was like the first time I met him. So I kind of like, I, I kind of like say, you know, I was like, I was such a dork that day. I ain't going to lie. I was... I had That's all right. this stuff it's I wanted to say, and then I met him. Show. Yeah, I had all this thing I wanted to say to him, and then when he said, he's there, he's like, hi. I was like, hey. hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But another name we almost had on the show, but unfortunately we just couldn't get the time for, and then by the time we could, he had already signed, was one of your favorites there, Beth. You saw him last week on NXT versus Ricochet. <laughs> Mr. Dijak himself was pretty close to being on the oh. show. Tommaso Ciampa was pretty close to being on the show. Many people. Really? Yep. I had spoken to him about it. Hey. And that's a minute. We had Ciampa on the show. We did? It was, was that we it? Gargano we didn't have on the show. I was going to say, I was like, dang. <laughs> Who else? Well, you know what? Remember that idea I was telling you about? I'm thinking it's about time we kicked it off, but I just gotta, I just gotta tie up a couple of more ends, man. I think we should start, we should kick it off this summer. Um, well, I get what you know, I agree with you completely, but now it's kind of my turn to go through some of my favorite memories, which we've already spoken many about. But I can't choose five because, as much as I only go to five, as far as countdowns and stuff go. For me, it's just the fact that this show has gone as far as it did. But I have to say my favorite moment would have to be when I saw our T-shirt store. That meant we were coming up. That meant we were getting there. Seeing your design on a T-shirt and then ordering it, having it come, and then wearing something that was merch for a show that we created really was like, for me, like, this is it. This is really happening. Which you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cafe to buy yourself one of those shirts to support mm-hmm. this show. And remember, it's summer. You can get our stunning black style as a tank top. Exactly. So definitely check that out. And it was just that that just made me realize that this show was taking the next step into becoming what it is. The interviews, the camaraderie we have, the moments we share, 
it just reminded me of like just how much wrestling can bring people together. Like this past weekend, I was at the New England Fan Fest, which is where I met Jazz for the first time, and then I was at the New England Hall of Fame. Thank you, Joe Bruin, who had us sitting front row. I had front row to the New England Hall of Fame, watching the wonderful inductors and inductees celebrate the life that is professional wrestling. And it's because of wrestling that this show came together. It's because of wrestling that my three best friends met. It was because of wrestling that made this what it is. And it's because of wrestling that this show is going to continue for many years more to come. And it was just one of those moments. But, yeah, I have to agree with everyone's point. The number one moment for me was when all four of us met Matt Hardy. Totally on accident. We had no idea he was going to be there. On the 10-year anniversary that J.C. Jeremy and I met, the man who brought us together, along with Beth, happened to be at the show that we were all attending. Seriously, what were the odds of that? Mm -hmm. So for every interview we've had, thank you. For every time you've tuned in to listen to us ramble, thank you. For any time you listen to us live, thank you. For any time you listen to us on iTunes, thank you. For any time you interacted with us, whether it be at a show online. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Seven is a lucky number, and seven is going to continue to be lucky, along with eight, nine, ten, fifty. I don't care how long the show goes on for, just as long as it goes on, because nothing is stopping this momentum. So thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, JC. Thank you, Beth, for making this show the zany, wacky circus that it is. And pretty much better than what's going on in TNA right now, but I digress. Anyway. <laughs> TNA's improving. How? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, All right. so it's just... Why would you have to... So thank you, everyone. Go for it. I love this fast and all, but I just want to, I just one more, one more thing I do want to talk about, I do want to touch on before we end the show. Um, right. I, um, I had to do it, but it was in the news. Oh, the lawsuit. Go right ahead and talk about it. Have y'all been keeping, okay, have y'all been paying attention to the lawsuit and what's been, and what had happened and what was going on? Now, isn't it the fact that the doctor did not diagnose Punk for having a staph infection and it almost killed him? And then when he started to talk about the doctor sued him for defamation of character? Yep. Which was bullshit because he almost killed Punk. But anyway. Okay. Well, I think it was yesterday. They ruled in Punk's favor. So Punk won the lawsuit. Um, he and well, Colt Cabana, Punk I think Colt Cabana. Cabana. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I guess they either either that rumor was a joke 
Remember back to that rumor back that said that CM Punk was mad at Colt for going to the show and um they stopped being friends. Some rumor that happened like a couple of years ago. So the fact that CM Punk and Colt were on the same side and plus they were hugging they hugged each other and whatever it means they even made up or that that rumor was a joke to begin with. But um yeah, so it looks like now it's over with, and this is like they said it's like four days before he goes back into the octagon. So Punk is still gonna do his MMA thing. Um. Well, I just like to say it like this. Well, it's finally. I guess at this point, it's finally over, and Punk can go live his life without worried about the E. But, my, okay, how is it the fact, I don't know if this is intentional or what they're doing or whatever, but because fans alluded to it, to the fact that, that the reason why they're letting uh, Brock Lesnar hold on to this title for so long is because they're trying to erase Punk's record for holding um, the top title for 400 and was it 434 days? Yes. Yeah, but the so difference between that right. and Brock is the fact that Punk actually showed up for work every week. Of course. Man, he was there when everybody else walked out. <laughs> That's right, the WWE walkout. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So, but that's saying like, something like this. But still, I find it kind of crappy that that's WWE's reasoning. I'm sorry, but um, but as far as the lawsuit goes, I mean, this is kind of a big deal because, especially, I think if I remember reading one of the articles correctly, the doctor said under oath that he actually broke a law, and I think this is going to cost him his license. But then again. He did misdiagnose Punk with a staph infection, and rather than take responsibility for it, blame Punk for spreading, quote, lies about him when it came to find out that Punk was right all along. I mean, I'm and not the now, biggest Punk fan, but he had every right yeah. to, you know, say all that stuff. And now that he confessed that he, that he broke a rule, now everything he has ever said at uh, at that point in the past, is gonna put on the question because wasn't he at a certain point still working for? Wasn't he like still working for the WWE? I believe so, but I haven't heard much from him lately. I think at this point, WWE is probably gonna cut all ties with him now. Because are you really gonna have they somebody on the that broke broke a rule? Yeah, they're gonna. That's what I'm saying. Now you're gonna have other people looking at, looking back, and looking at stuff that he's handled, and gonna wonder, okay, did you lie about this, or, 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 you know, did you misdiagnose me, or now nah, it's like. So I don't, I don't think Punk's the last person that's gonna say anything. <coughs> Excuse me. No, I don't believe so either. I believe this is just the beginning. And also, WWE now is going to have to up their guidelines as far as who they have on staff as far as medical team goes. Because 
The right. last thing we want is for another lawsuit to happen, or worse yet, a wrestler be seriously injured under their care because they were misdiagnosed by a doctor. That's probably why they're being extra careful with Daniel Bryan because they don't want to take any chances. Even though he was cleared to wrestle, they still don't want to take any chances of him getting hurt again or worse. Right. So this is going to be a big step for them to really figure out what they're going to have to do next. I mean, I'm pretty sure that doctor has pretty much had his pink slip handed to him by now. But, you know. One can help. Yeah. So, but I think Punk and Kamana can now move on from this and put it behind them. Punk can go on and try to be an MMA fighter again. Although rumor has it he might be all in, if you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah. Punk. Huh? Yep. I'll be shocked. I would be shocked if he even gets in the wrestling ring ever again. Like, oh. I will be. Uh, I will. I will actually go watch that. <laughs> and on that note, here's to seven years. Here's to seven more years. And here's to many, many more years to come. Thank you, Daisy. I will talk to you next week. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Follow her on Twitter at at HardyCat1027. Give Jeremy a line. Follow him at JeremyMoses85. Follow Beth at Bessie Page Twitter. If you want to follow me, go ahead at that Daria Chick. Follow the show at SCC Podcast. You can go to squaredcirclecafe.net for all of our social media interaction right there. You can go to our Square Circle Cafe Facebook page and check out Jeremy's Seven Years of Memories. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Square Circle Cafe for all of your Square Circle Cafe merchandise. Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.